Chapter 6 of A Paraphrase Upon the Epistle of Paul to the Galatians by Thomas Boston. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 6 Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Brethren, if any of your fellow church members, who have sometimes given evidence of their having the spirit, be surprised into a fault, whether in principle or practice, by the flesh prevailing against the spirit, I exhort you who are strong to stand by the spirits prevailing against the flesh, that ye would endeavour the recovery of such, as a surgeon sets right a disjointed member. For those by their fall are disjointed members of Christ's body. And that ye would do this in meekness, purging your admonitions and reproofs to them of all fleshly passions, and to press and help you to this, ye would, in the meantime ye are about that work, consider yourselves how the root of all sin is in you, lest if ye forget to look to yourselves in these glasses of human frailty, God be provoked to make you a glass to others, suffering you for self-conceit to be tempted and succumb. Verse 2. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfil the law of Christ. Verse 2. Take a lift of one another's burdens, sympathizing with them under their miscarriages, as if they were your own, being affected with them, and thus answer the command of loving one another, which is Christ's law, recommended to us in a special manner by his precept and practice. This Christian sympathy will be an evangelical fulfilling of that excellent law. Verse 3. For if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. Verse 3. Those that have fallen, they dote on Moses' law. Ye that stand, do say ye will hold by Christ's law. Pray you then give this proof of your sincerity in these pretensions. For if a man think himself something, and above others, while in the meantime in his practice he is no more than his neighbours, that man is a soul deceiver of himself. So ye, if ye hold by Christ's law in your principles, but flinch from it in your practice, Ye deceive yourselves, valuing yourselves upon principles contradicted by your practice. Verse 4. But let every man prove his own work, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone, and not in another. Verse 5. For every man shall bear his own burden. Verse 4. But let every man try his work and practice by the touchstone of God's word, and then, if he find it will abide the touchstone, he shall have ground of rejoicing and counting himself happy in his state. He shall have it, I say, in himself thus approved by God's word, so that he shall not need to fetch in that silly joy and rejoicing in his own state from other men's falls, as some do who think themselves right enough because they are not so bad as some others that they see. Verse 5. Let every man try his work, for at the day of judgment every man shall give an account of his own actions to God, and the best will find that they have burden enough when they come before a holy God, who will never pass a comfortable sentence on any, just because they were not so bad as others. Verse 6. Let him that is taught in the word communicate unto him that teacheth in all good things. Verse 6. Let the people who are taught communicate to their ministers who teach them in all temporal good things necessary for their comfortable maintenance. Verse 7. Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Verse 8. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption, but he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. 
Verse 7. Do not deceive yourselves. When ye have no will to be at the expense of maintaining your godly pastors, ye can find out many fair pretenses for it to stop their mouths, whereby they are mocked. But ye have to do with God, who will not be so mocked by you. For as a man shall reap the same grain that he soweth, so shall ye at the great day get a reward suitable to your actions in this life. Verse 8. For he that liveth according to the flesh shall get eternal destruction as the product of his sinful actions, but he that liveth according to the Spirit shall get eternal life as the product of these good works. Verse 9. And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Verse 9. And being entered on a course of doing good works, let us not shrink back from it, as cowards in war, for though we do not reap the fruit of it presently, more than the husbandman does, we shall reap the fruit of it, even eternal life, in the time destined for reaping, viz. the harvest of the world, if we do not faint and give over, like a man sunk under a burden, his spirits being wasted, and his members thereby being, as it were, all loosed. Verse 10. As we have therefore opportunity... Let us do good unto all men, especially unto them who are of the household of faith. Verse 10. Therefore, as we have opportunity to do good, let us do good, spiritual and temporal, to all men, but in a special manner to the godly, who are members of Christ's family, which is joined together by the bond of faith. Verse 11. Ye see how large a letter I have written unto you with mine own hand. Verse 11. Ye see how large a letter I have written to you with mine own hand, and thereby my affection to you. For though I have written large letters to others, yet they were written with other hands than mine own. Verse 12. As many as desire to make a fair show in the flesh, they constrain you to be circumcised, only lest they should suffer persecution for the cross of Christ. Verse 13. For neither they themselves who are circumcised keep the law, but desire to have you circumcised, that they may glory in your flesh. Verse 14, But God forbid that I should glory, save in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world is crucified unto me, and I unto the world. Verse 15, For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision availeth anything, nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. Verse 16, And as many as walk according to this rule, peace be on them, and mercy, and upon the Israel of God. Verse 12, as many as desire to make a fair outward show of religion in the body, while they neglect religion in their spirits, they, by the doctrine of the necessity of circumcision, constrain you to be circumcised, only that they may ward off from themselves the blow of persecution by the Jews who would be stirred up against them, if they should preach the sincere doctrine of Christ's sufferings. Verse 13. It is not out of true respect to the law that they urge it, for even they themselves that are circumcised do neither keep the moral law nor the ceremonial law where it crosseth their interest. But they desire to have you circumcised that they may satisfy their ambition and may glory in making so many proselytes to their opinion, receiving circumcision in the flesh, which we have preached down. Verse 14. But far be it from me to glory in anything but the sufferings of Christ, by which I am so mortified that I care no more for the world's good opinion or anything in it, that men use to care for or value a crucified person who is pronounced to be cursed. And on the other hand, the world cares as little for me, even upon the very account of Christ's cross which I preach and put my whole confidence in. Verse 15. I glory only in the cross of Christ, for I take it for an infallible rule, that in the kingdom of Christ neither circumcision nor uncircumcision is aught worth, 
but that the new creation or regeneration is the great business requisite to evidence our interest in christ verse sixteen and as for those that turn the edge of their endeavours this way living according to this rule i as an apostle of christ bless them from the lord though false teachers should curse them peace of all kinds be on them and the mercy of god be their sure refuge and let these be on all the spiritual israelites true believers which god will account his israel though they be not circumcised verse seventeen from henceforth let no man trouble me for i bear in my body the marks of the lord jesus verse eighteen brethren the grace of our lord jesus christ be with your spirit amen verse seventeen from henceforth let no man trouble me quarrelling my call or my doctrine particularly alleging that i myself teach the necessity of circumcision for in my body i bear such scars received from persecutors as are marks of my being a servant of christ even as servants bear their master's mark and these received by me for preaching christ sincerely show that i have not pleased the jews in preaching circumcision verse eighteen brethren all the saving benefits purchased by christ be with your souls amen end of chapter six end of a paraphrase upon the epistle of paul to the galatians by thomas boston